Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners. No matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to, Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. Every year at this time, we do our Christmas special. I think it's very important uh, to have a Christmas special, because when you hear people running around saying, you know, happy holiday and things like that. Especially this year, you have to ask, and I, what holiday are you talking about? There's only one holiday going on right now, and that's Christmas. That's a very important holiday to most of the people, certainly in this country, and most of the people on earth. Today, I have a, a very special guest. I have Pastor Jerry Morrow and his wife, Trudy. Pastor Morrow is the pastor at Mount Moriah church in New Liberty, North Carolina, which is a small community in, in uh, Cherokee County, in Murphy. What's obviously up more special, he's my pastor, because I'm a member of that church. But this is not favoritism. I brought him down here because I believe that uh, Pastor Jerry and his wife Trudy have a lot to tell us. So the first thing I'd like you guys to do is... There are a lot of traditions around uh, involving Christmas, and most of those traditions involve the family. So when you were growing up, Pastor Jerry, what was Christmas like in your family? It was a very special time for our family as growing up as a young child in, in the Violet community. Uh, we didn't have artificial trees at the time. We went out in the woods, tied two together, very special time of togetherness, a very important time for us. The member of the family was so important. The closeness of the family was part of who we were. It was a time of of presence, but it wasn't just about presence. Even though the presents were not extra, extravagant, basically for clothing, help to work on the farm, just needs. It was a day of of uh, fun, and we had a lot of uh, meals, a lot of. Family reunions, very important part of who I am is is my family and the togetherness and uh, 
and the Christmas place as a young boy, being in it, being involved in their church, very important part of who I am. And it makes that part of me reflect that as extravagant as the world is today, there were things about special that wasn't just about money back in my past as a young man. Trudy, how did you grow up? And what was Christmas like for you and your family? Um, our family always went to church on Christmas Eve. The Christmas program was always on Christmas Eve. It was never questioned. We went to my grandmother's house, my dad's mother. My mother's father lived with us, so it was always family, lots of family. And always church was the center. It wasn't a question whether or not you went to the play or part of the play. That was just what you did at Christmas Everyone in the church was part of the Christmas program from the youngest to the oldest. And, you know, it was always, and as we got older and left home and we weren't a member of that church, and actually I went with my husband when I got married, and when we would come back to Christmas, even though it wasn't on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, my father always would read the Christmas story. And whether we were good singers or not, we sang Christmas carols and my sisters and I and our families today still do that. Did you grow up in this area? I grew up in the Wolf Creek area, just right inside the North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia area. So both you and your husband grew up in a rural community. Uh, and back in those, and I'm not saying you're old, you're old, so you're <laughs> I'm not saying nothing you're like fine. that. <laughs> I'm just saying that that many years ago, uh, this was a pretty... Uh, it was a rural area, and uh, and that really says a lot about how you grew up because there was not a city here. There was not department stores and, and parades and all kinds of stuff. What you're talking about is the true essence of Christmas, which is it is a holiday of where the family is really of primary importance, isn't it? Yes, yes, very much. I was raised in Violet Community, so we were <laughs> – on the far edge of any kind of town. So very important. And then we would come together, and we had two kids. Very important that we made sure that those traditions were important because our family was important to us, and then our family was that we were starting was important to us. So you grew up in a family situation, when you got married and had kids, you continued that tradition, didn't yeah. you, in your own home. Is there anything special that you remember from when you were raising your kids? Is there anything that you did? Did you combine some things from both of you? Or what would you guys do? As any home, you always bring some things from your past and some things you don't. One of the central things that Trudy and I have always tried to hold is is the meals with our kids. The supper meal was always the special time of reflecting, not just in holidays, but just in everyday life, but the the Christmas. And uh, Trudy was very much a part of, of helping the kids with cooking food, uh, candy, uh, different things that she made, jellies, cookies. And she would, they, we would go through the community and give it to people, just friends of ours, maybe a mile away, maybe 10 miles away. They were friends of ours, and it was teaching our children something of giving things away to someone without anything expected in return, and you teach your children very valuable things about what it means to give and give of yourself and give of things that 
were handmade. And that is something that's so important uh, for us. We want to make that part of our family. You know, that's, there's a couple things that you, that you talked about that I want to bring up. Uh, first of all, I really like the concept that you make a gift and you give it. A friend of mine asked, you know, we were joking about giving some gifts, and he said, why don't you just give me some cash? And I looked at him and I said, well, what, what would that say about my relationship with you? If, if all I could think to give you was some, a few green dollars for Christmas, that would say that I don't really know who you are or I don't even care who you are. I don't care enough to actually fabricate or make something of myself to give to you. Because realistically, I don't want to tread on, on, on your ground in the sense that, but isn't that what Christ kind of did? He gave of himself. And that's, that is the gift of giving a gift because we'd received. And, all, and truly, as Trudy and I grew older, we realized how blessed we were by our family, realizing that one of the greatest gifts that we have as a couple is our family and our kids, treasured above all. But yet in the middle of it all, we have learned that as growing older, that Christ being in our marriage and in our kids' home. And the Christ of Christmas is what transformed us and helped us to realize, and that's part of maturing and growing, is we were able to learn as we grew older and are still growing older that Christ is the person and the glue that holds us together. We're not a family free of faults or failures law. Every one of us have problems. Scripture tells us that. But the Christ is the one that transforms our heart. Christ is the one that transforms our home and brings a forgiveness and the fellowship and the family unit that, that so many I see are so desperately in need of. You said another thing, which I think is, is really important, and you talked about family dinner. Uh, really, from, from the early times, and, and the Bible speaks about it, the Old Testament speaks about it, when friends and family get together, you say a prayer and you break bread together. And that's really the essence of a family meal. You're getting together, you're breaking bread together, and that's that bond that joins you as a family. I know when when we were raising in our kids, I mean, during the week, I mean, between, you know, ball practice and this practice and school and all that kind of stuff, it was hard to have everyone come home and have dinner. But one thing we did is that every Sunday night, I don't care what they thought they were going to do, there was only one thing they did, and that was family dinner. Every Sunday night, we all sat down around that table and were able to eat together, break break bread together and talk, and talk as a family. I think that's real important. Well, it, it, it is so important. And and if it hasn't been uh, something we've had to work at, we've had to put extra effort. And there's a lot of things that our kids have done without just to make sure that our family was there. But I, I don't want to misunderstand people to understand that, that the greatest thing of all is that is years ago we, we were in church. We grew up in church. And uh, we learned as we grew older the value that of, of not just of our family as we grew up and the families that we have together, but we realized the value of the church family that made us. And, and it was like an extended family. And they helped to reflect and to remind us and to reveal to us 
the true meaning of the Christ of Christmas. Because if you miss the greatest gift of all, and that's the Lord Jesus, you, you miss Christmas. I had someone this week say that they were confused about even why we're having Christmas. Well, if you don't look in the Scriptures and a part of the Lord's family and really reflect and be reminded of really the true meaning of the Christ came and gave his life. And, and I, I was thinking, uh, Dan, as I was thinking about this evening, that the Messiah coming, the anointed one, the one that would die for our sins, it started in the heart of God and eternity past. It was shared in the prophets of old through the Old Testament scriptures. And then on the, test, the, the opening pages of the New Testament, the angels from heaven came and shared their work and shared the beginning of God's master plan of Jesus coming and dying for us. And from the cradle to the cross, the plan of salvation was provided forever. And the salvation extends not only to the church, but it, just, it, it extends, first of all, to our heart. It extends to our home. And we are here not because we're of anything fabulous or famous, but we're here because we, we can both agree that Christ had made a difference in our heart. Not perfect, just forgiven. And we're thankful for that. You know, I'm, I'm going to give a little commercial for Mount Moriah Church here because one of the things that I love most about our church is that it is a community church. Yes. And that's really what churches were. Yes. People got together around where they lived. They didn't drive. They didn't drive in and in a car or come in, you know, fly in on a jet airplane, you know, to go to church. Church was the people who live with, yes. who live in your community. Your that's your religious community, your moral community, your spiritual community, your church community, yes. and that's what Mount Moriah is certainly for for me for my life is that's our spiritual community and it's right where we live i had to walk to church it's not that far i can walk right could ride a horse to church yeah. that's short <laughs> in good weather <laughs> i think you need to put a hitching post out near the church so i can do that <laughs> but, brother jackie do that right <laughs> yeah but the point is is that that is really what you, and when it comes to charity when it comes to taking care of your neighbors that is your extended family that's the purpose of church yeah and it is because that, as the scripture says, that we are the called out ones, because that we we are born of the Spirit. And I, and if I could say right now that that the miracle of the Spirit of God placing Christ in in Mary is a great example not only of our salvation, but of the fact that that what makes us a body as a church is that we're born again, and and the Spirit who abides and resides in our heart is what unites us as a family, I should say. You know, it's interesting. In our neighborhood, on in front of many houses, all of a sudden this past week or two has appeared that sign, Keep Christ in Christmas. Right. But it, it's, I, don't, I don't know if it was an effort by someone, but I just seeing these signs have all of a sudden have turned up everywhere. And it comes down to one of the questions that I, that I really need to ask. You brought it up. A little bit in the past, in earlier in the in our in our discussion, but what to you, Pastor Jerry? What is the the meaning of Christmas? When they say put Christ in Christmas, obviously Christ is the reason. Yes. Jesus Christ is the reason for that that why this holiday is occurring. But on a deeper level, or in a whatever level you want, what to you is the meaning of Christmas? Christmas is about. 
Christ, who was in eternity past. And the scripture says that it's ordained before the foundation of the world that Christ would die on the cross. And that God's master plan for, for all mankind to be, to be saved, as in Adam, the Bible says all die. And we are human beings. And our ancestry goes back to Adam. And because of the fall of Adam and Eve, we are sinners. And that's why we need to be born again. The Bible says that in the day, he told Adam in the day that you eat of the forbidden fruit, you shall die. Spiritually, he died. Immediately, he died in his spirit, progressively in his soul, and eventually in his body. And the truth of it is, is whenever Christ came and was born of a virgin to be a sinless sacrifice, from Mary, he got his human nature but from the Holy Spirit, he got his divine nature where that he could be the sinless sacrifice for all mankind, for whosoever would believe upon him. And that's what we call today, people, to, to rejoice in the fact that the Savior was born. Remember, the angels from heaven rejoiced. The people around rejoiced. And remember the greatest statement of Mary. And the Bible said after she saw all these things, she pondered these things in her heart. Why? Because she had saw a divine work going on. And the fact of it is, is the church has been called out to share the gospel of a Savior that started in the, in, from heaven's perspective, but in human's perspective, it started in Bethlehem's cradle, lived a sinless, spotless life to reveal his divine nature and to die on the cross for us. And that through his death on the cross, his place in the borrowed tomb, and through his resurrection, a person can be forgiven to have the fellowship not only with people, but with God restored and have a future home in heaven. This is the glorious gospel. That's why I sh I, I, I'm excited because Paul says the gospel of Christ is the power of God. And sure, as we see it, God started it here in the cradle of Bethlehem. And really, that's what it's about. And I think we really make a mistake. I mean, I understand you, you have to have a way of involving kids, presents, sandals. I mean, that's that's part of the... That's part of the story of Christmas that is that helps that helps talk teach kids what Christmas is about. So you start at a young age, you start with the story of Christmas and Santa Claus and the tree and all that stuff. That's what's that is the cradle of the family and religious spirit that you that you give to your children. And then it's from there on that foundation that you then build the spiritual meaning of Christmas. Yeah. That Jesus Christ came to earth and died on the cross for our sins. And that's the greatest gift of it all. And, and as I say as, in this time, our prayer is today, not only as a pastor, but as a person, that whosoever hears us today, that they would seek the Christ of Christmas because it was the Christ of Christmas who stood for us on the cross of Calvary. And the Bible said he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And praise the Lord. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord can be saved or shall be saved. Amen. Well, that's a very, very good message, a very important message. And uh, we've actually come to the end of this program. It's gone faster than I, than I thought because we were talking about things that uh, we should be talking about. Uh, reliance on the spiritual side, reliance on Christ, is what's important, not reliance on government or, or that's a false reliance. We need to rely on what truly 
truly is the basis of our salvation with Jesus Christ. Thank you so very much, Pastor Jerry and Trudy. I know you didn't want to contribute that much, but what you said was really fantastic, and I thank you for saying it. Do you have a final closing word, Pastor Jerry? We can give because we've been given, and we've been given Jesus. God bless you. God bless you all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you so much. To hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man, I get joy in everything. 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 Everything gonna be all right this morning. Thank <laughs>